Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Revelation, chapter 22. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Can you believe it? We're almost, almost there, done with the book of Revelation. And let me just tell you, while you're turning in your Bibles, we are planning, because many people have asked me, Pastor Rodney, where are we going after we're done with Revelation? What are we going to be studying? I'm like, you'll have to come and see. But I'll tell you guys, third service people, how's that? I'll tell only you. Um, after we're done with the book of Revelation, we're going to do a series of topical studies on the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to cover all that. It'll probably be anywhere from a three to six week topical study on the Holy Spirit. And then when we are done with that, we're going to begin verse by verse through the book of Matthew, Matthew through the gospel of Matthew. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And I hope you are to invite your friends, because I think that this whole subject of the Holy Spirit is so mystical and no one understands it and understands him, the third person of the Godhead. And so we most certainly want to uh, just be biblical as we approach that topic. Father, we love you this morning. And we love your word and we thank you for the hope of heaven. We thank you, Lord, that someday in heaven, we're going to see your face. Face to face with Jesus Christ, face to face with God. That's amazing. It's going to be awesome. And so, Father, we thank you for this book, this book that you've given us. that holds out hope and that hope purifies us and keeps us holy. And we pray now that you speak to us. Clearly through the word of God, touch our hearts as we hear what the Spirit says to this church this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. We all agree and said, amen. Now, if you were with us last week, you know that we dealt with in detail chapter 22, verses 1 and 2. And last, we got a whole two verses done last week. The last chapter of the last book of the Bible, we got two verses done last week. I promise you we'll get more than two done this morning, maybe three, but we're getting there. And I gave you the outline last week. Remember, I told you that chapter 22 is a part of chapter 21, talking about a brand new world and a bright new city. And the new Jerusalem, we pointed that out last week as John was being shown around heaven, being shown around this bright new city, the new Jerusalem. And he saw these bright, dazzling colors and 
And it was just unbelievable. And, and, and in this new city, an angel takes John in chapter 22 and, and shows him a river that is clear as crystal. A river flowing from the throne of God. A river that is unpolluted and undefiled. It's unbelievable. And then the tree of life. And on the tree of life, there's these leaves that we talked about for the healing of the nations. And that speaks of exhilaration and invigoration. Healing for the nations. Well, this morning we pick up in chapter 22. And as a matter of fact, we're going to begin our study in verse 3. But just for the context, let's back up to verse 1. Revelation chapter 22, beginning in verse 1. If you're there, saints, would you say a hearty amen? And he showed me. This is John writing, an angel showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And then in verse 3, there shall be no more curse. Underline that. But the throne of God and the Lamb of God shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face. Underline that, highlight it. And his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun. Why? Because the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign for a short period of time. Is that what it says? No. You guys say no in unison. No. That's not what it says. And they shall reign for how long? Forever and ever. Now stop right there. Give me your attention. Remember last week, chapter 2, God planted the tree of life and the tree of knowledge in the midst of the garden. And then in chapter 2, verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat. For in the day that you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. And well, you know the story. We all know the story. Man disobeyed God and ate from the tree of knowledge. And God, in his mercy, he drove men out of the garden and put an angel on watch before the tree of life so that, the, so that man would live eternally in that cursed, sinful state. And at that point, sin entered the world. And the curse entered the world. And from this time forward, think about it. It was at that point that the sin entered the world, the curse entered the world, and a woman who would give birth to a child would from now on, from that moment on, a woman who gives birth to a child would bring forth that child in pain. That was a part of the curse. There will be friction between males and females. That was a part of the curse. Now, there are people who write books on, you know, relationships and how men can better understand women. And I'm like, forget about it, men. You'll never understand women. We never will. I mean, I think we should just do what our wives tell us and we'll all be happy. <laughs> Ladies. See, 
I'm making points. The ladies are like, that's right, pastor. You preach, man. That's what I've been telling him. He doesn't listen to me. But these relationships and men trying to understand women and women trying to understand men. And the Bible is very, very clear that these things came along with the curse. Men working hard for little money, for little results, came apart, became a part of that curse. And most seriously, I'd have to say that death at that time entered the world and, and men, mankind would die physically and spiritually. And from that point on, Satan ruled the earth. And the Bible says that even now, Satan is the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Satan is controlling the earth. Satan is controlling this world today. But the news gets much better, you guys, because you know someday Jesus is going to come and he's going to take back that which is his. He's going to make a new heaven. He's going to make a new earth wherein dwells righteousness and holiness. And I don't know about you, but, but I cannot wait. Have you looked at the news lately? Have you checked out the news lately? It is unbelievable how many crimes and murders are taking place here in the triangle. Have you noticed that? It's alarming. Yeah, the the, the triangle is growing. Yeah, there are thousands and hundreds of thousands of people here. But look at the crime and look at every day on the news. There's a different murder on this freeway or in that parking lot or in that college campus. And all I can do is look at my TV and say, Jesus, I'm glad you're coming soon. I am so glad you're coming soon because this is crazy. Men would kill themselves and consume themselves if Jesus did not come and deliver us from ourselves. And in this new heaven and this new earth, sin is no more. Darkness is no more. Pain is no more. Tears are no more. The curse is no more. The way to the tree of life is freely open. All things have been made perfect. It's going to be awesome. And one of the awesome things about this new heaven and new earth is, did you get that? Did you get that in verse 3? We are going to be servants of God. Now, I I like that personally. You know, people say, oh, hell, heaven is going to be boring. All we're going to be doing is floating around on clouds and like, singing the same song. I mean, it's going to be boring. And I'm like, no, it won't be boring. We're going to be servants. I'm going to be serving God in heaven. And I'm glad about that because me, I'm too hyper to be just kind of floating around on clouds and stuff. I'd be, I got to have something to do. You know, I get my caffeine in heaven. You know, I'm like, okay, God, let me fix things up for you. Just tell me where to go. Tell me where to go. <laughs> we're going to be serving God in heaven. I, I like that. And we'll serve the Lord and it won't be arduous and it won't be difficult. This service will be a blessing and it will be a privilege. Notice in verse four in heaven, we shall see his face. Now there are two things that we can learn and understand from this. First of all, we will literally and physically with our new bodies be able to look into the face of Jesus Christ. Secondly, spiritually, our mental faculties will be enlarged. We will be able to look into the very heart and soul and character of Christ. 
We will completely understand him. We'll understand his work. We'll understand his love and all that he is. He, we will understand him like we have never understood him before. We will see Jesus clearly because sin will be done away with. We'll see him clearly because our cares and our worries will be done away with. We'll see him clearly because idols will be done away with. In that day, there will be nothing that obscures your vision of Jesus. In that day. Well, Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I'm going to read it to you from the New Living Translation because I like the way this verse reads. Now we see things imperfectly as in a poor mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me now. Oh, I love that verse like that. Now, we will see his face. Moses, the lawgiver. Moses, God's leader. Moses, God's intercessor for the people. Moses wasn't able to see the face of God, and he wanted to. He asked God in Exodus chapter 33, Moses said, please show me your glory. And then he said, God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me. And you shall stand on the rock, and so it shall be, while my glory passes by Moses, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. And then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, or in Hebrew, my hinder part behind. But my face shall not be seen. Moses couldn't even see the Lord's face. And the Bible says that when we get to heaven, we will see his face. Now, listen, saints, this is the absolute ultimate of heaven. Listen, if you've been blown away by all that we've been seeing in heaven, the throne of God and a river flowing from that throne and the tree of life and fruit on that tree bearing every 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 month on that tree and in crystal and prisms and, and the pearly gates are this 1500 feet, 1,500 mile high pearly gates and the walls and the diamonds and all of the colors that we've been talking about. If that blows you away, listen, that ain't nothing compared. This is ultimate, that we will see the face of God. Wow. What? We'll see God's face? Yes. This is the ultimate of heaven. Now, even in our personal relationships, how often do we desire to see someone's face? My wife was in California a couple of weeks ago, and she was at the Pastor's Wives Conference, the Calvary Chapel Pastor's Wives Conference, and she called me every day. She says, honey, I just desire to see your face. It's like, yes, dear, I know. (laughs) Yes, I understand. 
completely. I remember when I was in Saudi Arabia in 1990. And, uh, and I remember writing her and, uh, and, she, and she writing me. Actually, she wrote me every single day. I got a letter in the mail pretty much every single day when I was in Saudi Arabia. And all, you know, mail calls important when you're in the military. These guys going to Afghanistan, we've got a brother in our church. I'm going to bring him up front and pray with him and with you because he's just got orders to go to Afghanistan. And, and, let, and, and let's try to remember as a body to love on him and write him because letters are so important when you're at war. And so I got a letter every day when I was in Saudi Arabia from my wife and all the other guys, they hated me. Mail call. Finch. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Finch, yes. <laughs> I look at the other guys. I got mail. I got mail. <laughs> you know. It's so very important. When you write a letter, and at the end you say, looking forward to seeing you. Honey, I can't wait to see your face. Because you long to see their face. There's something very intimate and something very personal about seeing a person face to face. Isn't that right? Nobody writes and says, longing to see your ankles. <laughs> longing to see your toes. What? That's sick. You're just a sick puppy. But doesn't that sound right when you say, I'm longing to see your face? Because there's a satisfaction in seeing someone's face. Let me read you the story of William Dyke, a young man who became blind at the young age of 10. Well, despite his handicap, he grew to be very intelligent, witty, and handsome young man. While attending graduate school in England, William met the daughter of an English admiral. The two fell in love and became engaged. Though never seeing her, William loved her very much. Well, shortly before the wedding, at the insistence of the admiral, William submitted to special treatment for the loss of sight. And there was no guarantee that the treatment was going to work, but William decided not to find out until the day of his wedding. He wanted the first thing he saw to be his bride's face. Well, as the bride came down the aisle, William's father started unwinding the gauze from around his head and eyes, still not knowing if the operation would be a success. But with the unwrapping of the last circumference, William looked into the face of his new bride for the first time, and he said, you are more beautiful than I ever imagined. Well, I couldn't help but think to myself after I read that, I thought, when we see Jesus he is going to be more beautiful than you can ever imagine. And all the struggles that you have had as a Christian, listen, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't let Satan tell you, ah, it's no fun being a Christian. It's struggling all the time. And what's the use? Satan would tell you that. He would tell me that. 
But all the struggle and all the pain and all the heartache and all the times where I keep failing, God, I failed you again, and I get back up, and I walk again for some time, and God, I failed you again, and I get back up, and I'm struggling, and I'm sacrificing, and I'm suffering, and God, it doesn't seem like I'm really any good at this Christian thing, but I'm trying, God, because I want to be your man, because I want to be what you call me to be, God. Don't you give up. You know why? Because when you get to heaven, seeing Jesus' face will make it all worth it. Every minute, every struggle, every trial, every sacrifice, every suffering, it will all be worth it. It will someday. Someday. Maybe not now. Maybe it doesn't feel great now. But someday, when we see his face, it's going to all be worth it. You know, Charles Spurgeon, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, you got to say his full name. He's known as the Prince of Preachers, and I quote him a lot. And he said this, this will be the greatest glory of heaven to know God, to know Jesus more intimately and wonderfully than ever we could on earth. It is the chief blessing of heaven, the cream of heaven, the heaven of heavens, that the saints shall there see Jesus. It's the cream of heaven, the heavens of heaven to see Jesus. How are you going to see him? How will you see him? Well, David said it like this in Psalm 17. David said, as for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I wake up in your likeness. David says, Lord, I'll be satisfied when I wake. And someday I'll be like you. I'll I'll, I'll die. I'll sleep. But someday when I wake up. I'm going to be like you, Peter. He said it like this in 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter said, whom having not seen, you love him. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. And then 1 John chapter 3, John said it like this, beloved, put your name there. Now we are the children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Well, John says, what shall we be? When we see him, that's not fully revealed. We don't know. But what we do know is that we're going to be like Jesus. And when will that happen? We don't know. Maybe at death. Maybe when the Lord catches us up to take us to heaven. But either way, we don't know these details. But what we do know is that when we see him, we will see him face to face and we will be like him. We're going to be like Jesus. Now, to me, that's exhilarating and invigorating. Why? Because I like him. And because I like him, I don't mind looking like him. Now, when the Bible talks about us looking like Jesus, the Bible is not talking about our physical appearance. You understand that. I mean, when I get to heaven and I, and, and I, and I see him face to face and I'm going to be like him, I'm not going to look like him in physical appearance. In other words, I'm not going to get like long, straight hair and blue eyes. Amen. Brother, 
sister. Amen. I'm convinced when I get to heaven, I'm going to have an afro. I'm going to have a huge afro, man. I mean, you're going to know, you're going to see me over all the billions of people. Because you're going to say, oh, there's Rodney. Look at that big afro right there with a pick in the back, you know. I'm getting an afro. I'm Lord, just anything. Just, just give me an afro. I, I'll be walking around heaven like this. And my hair is going to be doing this. I'm sorry. I, 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 well, I oh, when the Bible says that we are going to look like him, what the Bible means is that we will look like him in his nature. We will look like him in his character. We'll see him. We'll look like him. Just like Jesus. And we'll see him face to face. And notice in our Bibles, his name shall be written on our foreheads. Now, I like that. Heaven will be a place where there is no doubt who you belong to. No doubt. Right now, there's no doubt who you belong to in God's economy because you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. And that means that you're God's package. God owns you. When you got saved, you you are not your own. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch, in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.